0: Welcome everybody to Great Lakes Backcountry the podcast. I'm Michael and thanks for joining us for another episode. I've gotten a lot of emails and comments about golf around the Great Lakes and so I called my friend Jackson Davidson who is the director of golf operations at Harbor Shores Golf Club down in St. Joe and Benton Harbor and asked him to be a guest on this week's podcast, and he agreed. So we are going to to talk to Jackson about golf here on the Great Lakes. And also, he's going to dive into what golf has been like during this COVID pandemic. It has grown. There's a lot of people playing, and so he's going to touch on that. But before we get into this episode, do not forget that this Saturday, May 22nd, Shaping up the shoreline. We are cleaning up trash along the Great Lakes. We are going to be doing it right here in Ludington, Michigan. But if you want to participate wherever you live and go out and pick up trash, please join us that day to help Great Lakes Great Responsibility reach their goal of one million pieces of trash being picked up around the Great Lakes. That is this Saturday, May 22nd shaping up the shoreline i hope you can get out and join us before we get into the episode let's thank our sponsors west shore bank mcgee insurance group renegade products usa and luddington yacht sales let's talk with jackson davidson Hey, Jackson, how are you doing today? Doing well, Mike. How are you, buddy? Good. Thanks for being with us on Great Lakes Backcountry, the podcast. We are going to talk a little golf today around the Great Lakes. Jackson is the golf operations manager at Harbor Shores down in Benton Harbor, St. Joe, Michigan. Uh, If you have heard of Harbor Shores, it's probably because you've read about it in a golf publication as being one of the top new courses recently built uh, in the whole United States. But also they've held some professional golf tournaments at Harbor Shores, just a wonderful golf course in Jackson. Before he became the operations manager at Harbor Shores, traveled the country and the Great Lakes region playing professional golf. Uh, on the the tours and the mini tours and so we're delighted to have Jackson with us today to talk the golfing industry and the golfing economy here on the Great Lakes for all you golfers out there so Jackson why don't we dive right in and you know why don't you just explain to our listeners kind of a little bit about your background where you're from where you grew up um, how you got into the game of golf and kind of what led you, uh, you know, short version, what led you to Harbor Shores?
1: Yeah. Well, I appreciate you having me, Mike. And it's been long overdue since we've actually played golf together, but we'll solve that sooner than later. Um, more or less about me always, uh, Michigan native. So grew up in Rockford, Michigan. Um, Played golf at Rockford High School. Played a lot of junior golf. Made a lot of friends doing so. Uh, proceeded to travel on. Play golf at the junior college level. Play golf at Davenport University, and then pursued a career professionally, trying to to do what we're all trying to do in this crazy game of golf, and that's play it at the at the highest level or, or play it to the best of our ability. So, pursued a career down in Florida and. Had some success, uh, decided to to keep going for a few years, traveled through uh, the great Midwest, uh, the Dakotas, Iowa, Minnesota, uh, Nebraska a little bit, Ohio, Indiana, so kind of all over the place. But, you know, I think kind of where it all started for me down in Florida was got an opportunity to get into the industry to helped support my, my passion and support me trying to get to that highest level. And it turned out me, uh, getting into this business, uh, from this side of things. And, you know, one of the things that led me down here to to Ben Harbor at Harbor Shores was I I followed,
0: uh,
1: uh, a former boss of mine who had an opportunity to come down here as well. And
0: Kyle, we both know Kyle. Yep.
1: Yep. So Kyle, uh, he took a job down here at Harbor Shores as well. And, and it was at a point in my life where it seemed like the greatest opportunity at the time. And, and we, we had a lot of fun and happy to still be down here. Everything is, is going well and and we're heading in a really good direction, but now Harbor Shores is great. There's a lot of good things happening right now. There's certainly some good changes, uh, getting some some recognition that we've been working hard for so
0: that's great if
1: you haven't came and played it uh it's most famously known for jack nicholas's 100 foot putt uh with the the company of arnold palmer and tom watson and johnny miller which you know if you haven't played it it occurred on our 10th green and yeah uh being the the scene of the crime for that obviously kind of put it on the map and then KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship was is certainly something that brings uh, some great attraction to the community and you know as most of us in this area know and, and a lot of people we want to share the story of Harbor Shores but Harbor Shores is is designed to to help better its community around us and with KitchenAid support obviously and bringing a lot of people down here that's that makes for a uh, pretty high success during the championship. But I think a lot more people are starting to to recognize us on the map and starting to pencil us in in their calendars and and making it a point to come visit.
0: That's great. Now, why don't you just touch on real quick before we get into golfing and golfers around the Great Lakes. Uh, just quickly tell us what uh, you're doing most proud of as far as Harbor Shores is concerned in working there uh, these days?
1: Yeah. um, You know, our team that we have is, is phenomenal. Uh, I think Harbor Shores is a place where people need to be familiar with what has happened uh, from day one. Uh, Harbor Shores was not in a great area. It's not built on a, A very promising piece of property. Uh, Harbor Shores covers about 550 acres of land, which is about five times bigger than the average golf course in the United States. Uh, But it was sitting in an area that was completely trashed and and it was sitting in an area that needed to be basically uh, rescued. And that was kind of the whole vision. And, you know, I can take you down the whole story of that. But I'd say that what I'm most proud of is that We've we've built a team here that everybody that is part of that team is uh, encouraged by that story and everybody is bought into the same uh, culture that we've created and and everybody is proud of that story as everybody else. So um, as far as the golf courses success, you know, our goal is to become a top 100 public golf course in the country Uh, getting there into the ranks of Michigan is certainly the the first step so being able to check one of those goals off the list this year is is huge um but just becoming more nationally recognized for the history and and what was there prior to it and you know I think the story is one of the best stories in golf and as far as just kind of the rescuing of a land and a piece of a a community that needed it but yeah you know I've only been there for this is my fourth season now, so obviously wasn't a part of that groundbreaking and wasn't a part of all of that happening, but I think as much as we've all started to learn the story, I think it it makes us all pretty happy to be able to talk about it and, and have a really good idea of what it used to be. And I think it just makes for a very, very unique experience when people do come and visit and they're just thinking, well, how on earth did you build a golf course on this 550 acres of Trash land essentially, but <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, it is a cool story, and I encourage anybody listening to Google Harbor Shores and learn more about the story. Um, but just for time's sake and moving forward, let's talk about the Great Lakes region and golfers because you and I we've played golf together. Um, I think we both would agree that. Even though the Great Lakes region is not warm year-round, the passion that people have for golf around the Great Lakes is really second to none. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, there's no such thing as a fair-weather golfer north of, we'll call it Kentucky.
0: Right. Why, why do you think that is? Why do you think there's people have such a passion for golf in this region, in this, in this area?
1: Well, I think for most people, it's they can appreciate the, the fall and spring golf. Um, you know, as a competitor, and, and as most people know up here, you have a distinct advantage when it comes to playing in bad weather, when it comes right. to playing in the cold. And I just think it presents a different challenge. You know, if you can go out and handle your own in bad weather, then you should be able to translate that to a good day. Uh, some people prefer tougher conditions, but I just think that it comes with uh, usually growing up in it. You know, if you get into this game of golf, you can't just dedicate your your practice to, to the good days. You, know, you got to get out there, put in some time. And I would say everybody that is, we'll call it um, the typical Great Lakes golfer is somebody who has gone out and practiced on a, on a 45 degree day with a 20 mile an hour wind and it might not yeah. be rain because that might be a little bit extreme, rain. but you know, everybody owns rain gear, everybody owns an umbrella. They know how to handle it on the golf course and it's a whole different challenge, but I think, you know, just the fact that it's a little bit tougher the fact that it makes you better at golf, the the fact that you can play under different conditions and adverse conditions at that, then It just gives you a different perspective on the game and and what it truly takes to play it well.
0: Yeah. Now, would you agree with this statement, Jackson, that because we have the winter months and so golfers cannot play during those really cold, snowy months that, that break, gives them the itch to get going back again when the weather starts to get nice and so that's why they seem to have that passion year after year after year.
1: Yeah, I think being able to hit the reset button is nice. I mean, being able to just kind of put them away and not think about it, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know about you, but I play some of my best golf coming out of winter because my expectations are pretty low. Right. And you come out and you're excited and you, you don't have any expectations of how you're playing. And for some people, that's a really good thing. It's a great way to reset, um, get some excited again and get some recharged. And yeah, you know, I think for those that do travel and are the, the back and forth snowbirds, whatever it might be, you know, they play golf 12 months out of the year and there's no break. And, you know, then you're, you're constantly having the ups and downs of, expecting yourself to play well because you're playing 12 months out of the year and then you you know go from climate to climate and things change I think for those that get to take a little bit of time off it just gives them a chance to just kind of kick back I mean golf it takes a lot out of you especially if you're uh working on your game or, or grinding all the time and it can it can wear you down and so I think For most of us that do live in the Great Lakes, especially now that I'm in this wonderful industry, it's very nice to be able to take those uh, those nice cold snowy days and just relax.
0: Yeah. So, we had some people reach out to us and ask, like, if we would do a podcast with a golfing topic or golf related. And that's when I reached out to you and said, Hey, can you come on and let's talk about this? So the golfing industry has changed in the last year. Um, oh yeah. You're in the industry, but I I've read the statistics when COVID hit golf. Participation is up like 50 or 60. I mean, some crazy number percent yep. in the last year. So you took this passion that Great Lakes golfers had, you add COVID, this, you know, this terrible period we've gone through, and it's just taken people's passion to another level because they wanted to get outside and they wanted to do something. I mean, tell us not just what's going on at harbor shores, but what's going on at golf courses across the country, like right now, it's in the Great yeah. Lakes region.
1: Well, I think, you know, you mentioned that it, it has created a uh, excitement for those who are passionate about golf. Um, but what I think more, more than anything is it's created a, uh, it's created a new passion for, for those that either were playing golf that had to stop playing golf, whether it was for family reasons, you know, I think, you know, what you say is right. Yeah. It, it has juiced up the passion for those that are passionate about this. But at the same time, we're getting so many new golfers. Uh, We're seeing equipment sales go through the roof because people are getting back into the game. Those who have put the clubs in the garage and they haven't left in the last 10 years. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of uh, women get involved in the game. So whether that's uh, work getting in the way or starting a family and, and not being able to golf because of, parenting and, and such. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of women buying new clubs because their clubs are outdated and they commonly tell me, I got these clubs before I had kids and then I had kids and then here I am. And I just said, well, that's you know, that's fair. You're not alone. Um, so seeing very, very much new golfers and golfers that are getting back in their game from a, a pretty long hiatus away from it. So yeah, I mean it's growing in every direction, but I would say more than anything, it's just a it's, a it's creating new golfers again, and that's as an industry, our goal is to is create and grow the game, but also I think the most important thing for us right now and for all the golf courses around the air, you know,
0: around the country, is retaining that. Yeah. Um, that was going to be my next question because you've seen this surge in the golf industry around the great lakes region with COVID. Cause it's an outdoor activity you can do. What's your main challenge as things get back to a more normal pace to keep that passion going and sustain that going forward?
1: Well, you, you got to do two things. You got to create programs to help people develop. So, you know, no one's just getting into this game and going to pick up a club and be good at it again. Um, but you have to, you have to be openly available to, to getting them to try new things to join different leagues, uh, build player development programs, whatever it might be to get people to, to stay excited. Um, and another thing is you have to you have to make sure that there's no barriers to prevent people from from staying in it or getting back into it or whatever it might be. Um you know one thing I find extremely challenging right now is for those that are buying equipment, looking for new clubs. I feel terrible for these manufacturers that can hardly keep up right now and if there's anybody working as hard as anyone in the industry right now it's it's the major manufacturers who you know, looking back, we never would have thought they would have the type of challenges that they are. Um, right. But just making sure that that we're available to help. I mean, sure, it, it creates for longer days, but you know, we all got into this business. We know what we signed up for, and you know, we're here. We're here to help. I just, you know, I think retention is going to be the the key to to keeping this thing alive, and. You know, I mean, I, we may not be able to retain all of them, but if we could retain a percentage of it, just even that growth was unexpected. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So let's talk uh, real quick because we talked before the podcast. One of the biggest misconceptions you set out there is Harbor Shores is a private club. Uh, yep. Harbor Shores is a public golf course. Anybody can play. Yep. I mean, I think you would admit like it's on the higher end. It's it's not cheap to play Harbor Shores, Um, but it is public. So why don't you talk a little bit about that and how people can come play Harbor Shores, the experience they can expect if they come play Harbor Shores and the surrounding areas of things, you know, that they can do when they come and travel to play Harbor Shores.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, yeah harbor shores we we have a rate that we value um we feel like we have one of the most unique golf experiences maybe in the country uh you're playing on a major championship venue we're playing uh typically you know tour quality conditions um but you know for us it's It's understanding the value of the experience. We like to pride ourselves on having the the highest level of service. We like to, to pride ourselves on having immaculate golf course conditions. Uh, You know, the golf course covers 550 acres. So we space out tee times every 15 minutes. That's only four tee times per hour. Um, So, you know, one of the things we pride ourselves on for last year was we improved our pace of play by changing that tee time structure. Uh, We improved pace of play by almost 45 minutes to an hour.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: Um, So while rounds are extremely important to golf courses, uh, it would probably surprise a lot of people that our goal was to actually scale it back a little bit. Um, Hey, Jackson,
0: I got to interject real quick, okay? And this is not a knock on Quail Ridge because you and I both love Quail Ridge Golf Club in Grand Rapids. That's where our buddies and everybody our group per se oh, yeah. plays golf but man that that place puts out more golfers in a day yeah you know than than any course in the country i would put up again it's a factory um it is a but credit
1: to them where credit is due you know for as much play as they get out there they manage it well and they you know, Tim does an incredible job taking care yeah. of the golf course for as much play as they get.
0: I, I just had to interject because when you said four groups uh, an hour or 14 times an hour, I just laughed at that because at Quill Ridge, we're the fourth group on the first tee waiting to go, and it's oh, yeah. like, as soon as they clear, go. As soon as they yep. clear, go. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, you know, their tee times when I was there was seven and a half minutes apart. Ours are now 15. So they're, and reasonably so they're going to do about twice as many rounds as we will (laughs) over the course here, but
0: I'm sorry to interject, but yeah, that made me laugh. That's
1: fine. You know, I love that golf course. And I love that, that style of business. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, but that's, that's a perfect, that's a perfect answer to your question. How do you retain the golf? How do you retain the golfers? you got to have places that are able to pump out that type of volume. Um, You know, we like to think that our golf course is going to be for those that are, are wanting to travel and make a destination out of it, build a golf trip uh, with our golf course and others. But, you know, we want to make sure that that experience is is top notch every single time. Um, And there's just some things that have to go into it in order for us to get there. Uh, We also have, about 170 members and we got to make sure that, you know, although we are public and although the, the misconception is that we're private, we got to make sure that we're, we're taking care of everybody as if, you know, they're one of our own. So we like to think that any guest of ours is, you know, a personal guest of ours or, or is a member of ours for the day, that's kind of our, our motto, but, you know, we, we feel it's important for everybody to feel that important and, yeah. And we think that our product kind of can stand on its own. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're introducing a couple new things that are exciting and and hope to add to that experience. But
0: Now, you guys have lodging as well, correct, Jackson? You have a hotel yeah. you're affiliated with?
1: We have a hotel affiliated with us down the road. And then uh, something new for last year, which we saw – you know, it was, it was a weird time, but we weren't expecting it as we opened up our first villa. Uh, so these villas are phenomenal. Uh, they're spacious. Uh, they have four bedrooms, king beds, and that's four and a half bathrooms. So each person's got their own bathroom plus one, nice. um, full kitchen, full living space. And it's right on the left side of whole one. So,
0: Oh, nice. That's great.
1: You know, last year was obviously a tough year to introduce that, side of the business but we saw tremendous success for those that did uh take advantage of it and then this year uh we've noticed a, a gigantic spike uh just in general business and and that's great for us to see because again you know like I mentioned there is some things that we're just trying to do and trying to improve on right and being able to offer that kind of amenity is is something that we want to be able to to have and have availability so you know, my hope is down the road, we have many of those, um, to be able to accommodate. So,
0: yeah, that's great. All right. Let's, uh, get into the great lakes region and golf Jackson. Give me your top five places to play in the great lakes region. I know you and I are both from Michigan, but we've both played golf outside of Michigan, great lakes region, top five courses that people should look at going to play. Private or public? Uh, well, public. I mean, okay, yeah. Uh, Harbor Shores. Harbor Shores. Okay. Uh, we're going to.
1: We're gonna obviously, you know, I guess in in area in places I've I've played, we're gonna venture all the way to like the west side of Ohio. I would go play uh, the Virtues, which is formerly known as Longaberger. Okay. Uh, Really, really cool golf course. Uh, can't go wrong with Four Dunes. Um, mm-hmm. let's see, Arcadia Bluffs is fun. I would definitely, you know, that's probably one that I don't necessarily have to mention. We got to uh, put
0: Whistling Straits on there.
1: Uh, yeah, if I if I have played Whistling Straits, I'm sure it'd be right at the top of my list. You know, I have a a good friend of mine who's the ops manager for the Ryder cup. And I still haven't gone over there, which I'll just have to punch myself for. But um, if I have gone there, I'm certain that I would be on my list. Uh, But the two that I would go play uh, that most people might not know about Pilgrim's run is I I think a, a local favorite in the Grand Rapids area, but maybe not a place that everybody knows about. And then, One of my favorite golf courses that I've played is up in the UP at Gray Walls.
0: Gray Walls. Uh, Yeah, I've heard of that. I've never played it.
1: If you're looking for a really cool, uh, we'll call it out of Michigan-like experience, uh, you're looking at uh, the Gales up in Oscoda, which is northeast corner up uh, on Lake Huron. And then our friends over at Stoughton Bray, you know, they've obviously got a unique uh, track over there that is getting a ton of attention, which is fantastic for us down here in the Southwest corner, but there's so much good golf around. I mean, and then again, there's a lot of golf that can be accessed. Uh, I've played Harborside side uh, down in Southern Chicago. Uh, but, I think you know a lot of people. If they were to look at the at the Great Lakes region, there's definitely a few that are going to jump off off the page. You know, I know the guys up in American Dunes are pretty much sold out for the season, which is yeah, awesome. I,
0: I've heard that. I've heard a lot of great things about American Dunes over in Grand Haven, Michigan. You know, I mean, let's face it, Michigan is spoiled with golf courses. Yeah, I mean the the we could list ten must play public golf courses just to michigan you know and so you, you just can't go wrong and then when you bring in the whole great lakes region i mean i've never really been up in the new york area but if we had a guest on from every state in the great lakes region they could list 10 must play golf courses so we're just spoiled rotten with the amount well, of opportunity of great golf courses in our region there's a ton of variety too which you you go to florida you're gonna have your
1: florida golf course you're gonna have water left water right and it's gonna be tough and you better go there and plan on hitting it good Uh, there's obviously some florida golf that is a little bit on the easier side but you know from a from a Michigan golf and a Great Lakes golf perspective, I think the variety of golf is second to none. Um, there's all kinds of different golf, all the way from, from tree line to undulations to length style, flat golf courses, treeless, bunkering, whatever you want. To, you know, however you want to look at it, There's there's probably more variety up in this direction than anywhere else
0: in the country. You know, I've played Florida golf courses, obviously not as much as you have, but you, do you know what makes to me the great lakes region, as far as golf is concerned, so much different. The, The facilities are set up for a guy's weekend getaway, but also a family getaway. Yeah. Like, whatever one you want to do, if you want to take the whole family, the wife and the kids and get away and play golf, it's set up for that. If it's a group of guys that want to a, a guys getaway, it's set up for that. If it's a group of girls for a woman's getaway, it's set up for that. I mean, when you look at these courses in the areas surrounding the courses and all of the entertainment that they provide, you know, it, It's got a little bit of something for everybody where it it generates more attraction. I would say more than anything,
1: you know, we get, we, we made a push, uh, at the beginning of 2020 before COVID kind of took things over and we, we attended, uh, the Indianapolis golf show, the Columbus golf show, Chicago, Grand Rapids, Novi, and so we traveled the Great Lakes region to market the golf course and you know one of the things that we we heard from a lot of people was we thought you guys were up north. We thought you guys were in northern Michigan. You know, probably commonly misconceived as Bay Harbor up in Boyne, you know, which is fine. <laughs> yeah. However, but um when people actually realized and again we're only in our 11th year of business. So there's still a lot of people that are, uh, needing to kind of just figure out where we are. Um,
0: Well, let's, realize- let's, t- let's, tell our listeners where, how far are you from Grand Rapids, Michigan?
1: We're about an hour and five minutes from downtown Grand Rapids. How far are you from Chicago? Chicago, we're 90 miles, 90 miles. So that's probably, where we get the majority of our public play
0: is from Chicago. Yep. Yeah. So how far are you from South Bend, Indiana?
1: 40 minutes.
0: So, I mean, you are within two hours of a lot of people.
1: And we're,
0: we're right on the, uh, the North side of I-94,
1: which runs right underneath the, the Southern Michigan into Chicago runs into i-80 i mean we are in a giant traffic corridor between 94 96 interstate 80 you know you you name it right there at the bottom of the lake i mean we're where everything literally connects to go north south east or west and i think when people realize that they say well we want to go play golf at harbor shores on our way up to arcadia or we want to go play Harbor Shores on our way to Chicago for a bachelor party. We want to go play Harbor Shores and Notre Dame's course because we're in South Bend for a football game. Like,
0: yeah.
1: That's we get so much business uh just from people understanding our location, but like you said, I mean a ton of our business grew this year and last year from from the guys' trips, from the family trips and from the ladies' trips uh, as well because their put pl- their, their plans got canceled. Right. And so like, okay, well, we're here, we're local, whether it's Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, or, you know, Ohio. And they say, well, we're local enough to instead of going out West to the Pacific Northwest for the big golf trip, let's, let's try out a few around us. And we've been seeing so much group golf that it's hard to, it's, it's just, we want to make sure that it's we, we have availability for one, but it's getting to the point where a lot of, a lot of these groups are having to resort to staying local to do what they want to do. And then, yeah. you know, we're, we're here to give them, uh, a great golf experience. Uh, it's a championship golf course, but you know, we want to be on people's mind all the time. Yeah. We come play it. We want them to come back and, and want to do it again right away. Um, yeah. But the the area of St. Joe and, and Benton Harbor has so much more to offer. I, you know, Benton Harbor is, is growing in such a positive way right now that it's hard to really uh, put into perspective. But, you know, I think that's probably the most important thing is that things are growing in a in a positive way. But St. Joe is, you know, you got the beach, you got all of the different boutique shopping areas. You got all the wineries down in, in the Southeast part of town. You got all of the, the breweries here in town. So there's stuff for families. There's stuff for the guys. There's definitely a uh, stuff for the ladies. Um, yeah. i like to think that that St. Joe and Benton Harbor are, it's a major destination and should be for, for just about anyone. I think, I think St. Joe, Michigan a couple of years ago was rated the most, you know, desirable town to visit in 2018 or 19. And that's that's
0: incredible. Um, It's a great it's a great place. And any any golf course near Lake Michigan is a bonus because it just gives you so many opportunities of things to do.
1: Well, you get done and then go jump on your boat and then go catch fish that you normally would be catching in the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, or the ocean, right? So, yep. but we know you like to do that, so we can catch yeah, uh, those fish. We can oh. at least get down here to play some golf and catch some fish.
0: But before I let you go, I need. I'm going to turn to your golf pro side here. Yeah. You no, know, golf is a frustrating game for many, many people. So. Jackson, give our listeners a couple tips, you know, going into summer. It's been a cool cool spring. You know, we had some warm, then it got cool. So the weather's now starting to turn the corner a little bit. People are going to get out and start golfing more. But they're going to be frustrated, like all of us (laughs) golfing. Jackson, give us your few tips to people out there on how to – just improve a little bit and enjoy the game a little bit more this summer. Okay. Uh, what I work on most of my
1: students is being specific with your target. So, you know, you're not aiming down the center of the range. It's really hard to hit it down the center of the range if you're not looking at anything. Um, so be specific in your practice. I would say, um, managing your expectations, uh, golf is hard enough as it is and thinking just because you put some time in hitting golf balls and you should start playing perfect is, uh, probably the wrong way to look at it. Um, we will call it my favorite golf quote from Jordan Spieth is, and I use this with a lot of people I work with, but it's, um, believe you can make everything expect to make nothing. Yeah. And I think that says a lot for, and it's helped me as a golfer to just understand, like, if you believe you can do it, then it might happen. But don't expect it to happen just because you're working hard. Uh, just because you think you put a good stroke on a putt doesn't mean it has to go in. It might go in. If you, you know, believe you did everything you could, then it might happen. But right. don't expect it to happen. So just managing your expectations and when you're getting better. Just try to keep getting better. It's really easy to think you're getting better and then automatically assume that the light bulb is going to stay on. Um, But probably one thing I work the most on with with everybody is, is finishing your swing and, you know, finishing in a balanced and followed through position. Reason being is most people, if they hit a bad shot, they lose their balance. They lose the golf club. They just kind of fall out of it and they get frustrated. You know, if you focus your practice on finishing your swing and and finishing in balance, facing your target, and, you know, that kind of tells you mentally you're doing everything you can to get there. And if you can focus on getting into that position on every swing, you're going to finish every swing, and I feel like you hit more good shots. Um, I see so many people hit bad shots, and they just immediately either fall out of balance or drop the club or whatever it might be. And a lot of it is because they get into a, a position or do something in during their swing that doesn't allow them to finish their swing. So, if you, if you start to think about the, the end goal instead of a result, then it could help just kind of manage that a little bit better. But okay. balance, target, managing your expectations.
0: All right. Those are the three things. I mean, golf is a topic, like we could sit here for two hours and talk. We could talk about the distance thing happening in golf nowadays. And we could Mm -hmm. talk about, you know, how good these young kids are nowadays. And I mean, there's so many different directions we can go. And we could talk about different Great Lakes golfing things. And so, I, you know, it was just good to... I wanted to cover golf. I wanted to just bring you on, talk about Harbor Shores and just talk about the Great Lakes region as far as golf is concerned and yeah, how many great golf courses we have here in the area. And maybe we'll do another segment like in a month where we'll just talk about golf courses. Yeah. Like go play these places. Here are some great Great Lakes region golf courses that you need to check out. So but Jackson, I really appreciate you being a part of the podcast and coming on with us today. And, uh, you know, I have to get down to Harbor shores and see you. Yeah. Come
1: on down. Happy to have you. Appreciate you having me. I've enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, be happy to do it again. I think, like you said, there's a lot more things that we can discuss and, you know, if we're talking about keeping retention in the game, you know, maybe it's just, we got to keep doing stuff like this and just keeping people amped up, keeping people excited and, and keep growing. So.
0: Yeah, I,
1: agree. I it. Come down and see me.
0: All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Jackson. Well, there we have Jackson Davidson, again, the director of golf operations at Harbor Shores Golf Club down in St. Joe and Benton Harbor. There's a lot of things I wanted to get into that we didn't really get a chance to touch on. We might have to have Jackson back to to talk about those things, but golf is such a big sport, especially during this COVID times that we find ourselves in, that there's many different directions we could go in talking golf around the Great Lakes. And I'll ask for your guys' feedback on what kind of topics you would like us to discuss next time. But we want to thank Jackson for being a part of the podcast today. I just want to say to everybody, thanks for listening. Please do not forget about our Shaping Up the Shoreline event happening this Saturday, 1 to 3. We will be picking up trash along the Great Lakes. Again, thank you to our sponsors, Ludington Yacht Sales, Renegade Products USA, West Shore Bank, and McGee Insurance Group. Without them, we could not do what we enjoy doing, bringing you these podcasts doing the upcoming videos that we have for you this summer so a big thanks to them but until next time get out enjoy the great lakes and be safe everybody